Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. Or I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a, a cosmic phenomenon. In conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow managed to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground. People resonate with it and it's become its own thing. They told the story around it, and that's what really inspired me. There's so many possibilities. It's a very big pond, I guess. Thankful that I got like super bored not doing anything, so that made me start putting myself out there. Just be yourself. Just appreciate everything. It's all material. It's a podcast for and by creatives. My name is Aubrey, and I dare say it's all material. Let's get to the nitty-gritty now, shall we? It's all material! Welcome to the show where we talk about all things creative and the other things that come with it. This podcast aims to show some love to artists all over the world, and I'm so thrilled to have this amazing woman as my guest today. She has been one of the best people to get creative advice from and to even get life advice from, you know? Because she's so talented and so smart, and she also has a way of inspiring those around her to do their best work and be their best selves as well. Hey, Dwayne, what's up? How's it going? How's the holidays? Uh, everything's fine. We're here at uh, my brother-in-law's place and we're in a holiday mood. <laughs> I know, right? And I'm disturbing you on a holiday <laughs> with with my request to, hey, <laughs> how would you like something to do? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is still very much part of a holiday mood. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that that's the case. And you know what? Since the day I heard you perform your original songs, I've I've already been amazed because of how beautiful your lyrics are because I just noticed that you have this way with words. I mean, ever since we were we were younger, whenever I hear words that you wrote, I know that it's you. And it's like, I'd like to describe it as a conversational type of lyrics, you know, the words that you often use in a conversation and the way you phrase them into the melody. I mean, it's like a breath of fresh air from like everything that I hear and everything that I write for that matter. I mean, it's like non-dramatic and I, I love that. It's like so unique, like in my opinion. And I was just really curious on how you started out when you were writing songs. It's a difficult question to answer because I'm I started out not really believing that I could write songs, you know, as songs. I started out just really playing with words and because I'm a word person, I like words. But then mm. when it comes to putting melody to them, I didn't really think that I could do something like that successfully. But then if you remember, I started talking to you and asking you about your process and how you how you could actually write songs. And then I think I got inspired from that conversation with you as well. Aww. And yeah, I, I started going back to songs or to verses and choruses that I had written uh, years before and I I started actually finishing the song wow. so when it comes to lyrics I think of them as yeah I, I resonate a lot with what you just said I think of it as something that I would actually tell a person I know right like yeah yeah <laughs> Is that like something that you hear from a movie? It's really something that you tell a person in real life. Yeah, that's how that's how it usually happens. But I also had this experience just recently. Someone wrote poetry and 
which was actually for her for her uh, husband to be and asked me to transform her poetry into a song so that was that was also an interesting process it was different because i was mm. using someone else's words so the challenge right. was to to put melody into someone else's words but yeah it mm. was still it it was a, uh, still something i managed to pull off how does that feel though like creating melodies using someone else's words does, does that kind of take you out of your comfort zone in a way yes yes um especially since there were some phrases that uh were new to me like mm-hmm. she used words like your flustered cheeks ooh and and yeah I, I i these were words that i i don't use in conversation maybe because i have i don't describe anyone with flustered cheeks <laughs> <laughs> So you what I did was cheeks. I imagined. Yeah, I got flustered cheeks. So what I did was I imagined how is that supposed to sound? If it's a love song, how could that sound? Um, I I had to tweak a few expressions just to to fit the melody. So I didn't use all of the words exactly as they were. So there were a few changes I had to make. But in the end, as a song, it's something I still love singing. I think it was a success. But I still have to share it with her, though. Nice. I remember that line that people used to say that there's a fine line between lyrics and poetry. Do you believe in that, or is that just pishikaka for you? <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> fine line between lyrics and poetry. Yes, yes, I would agree because sometimes, or many times, my The songs that I have usually start out as just as poetry or my attempts at poetry, and then the melody just just comes to me. Mm. It's something I. It's difficult to explain, like when people ask me about what what comes first, the words or the melody. It's usually the words for me. So it's usually poetry first, and then the melody comes to me once the words are in place. Oh, yeah. So that's that's how it happens in my experience. We all have are like different processes like like it, it amazes me that you put words first that's really tough like for me I want to put in the melody first because then I can put the syllables in and the notes yeah. in and then that's the time that I would fit my lyrics in it I think that's also one of the the reasons why I admire your work so much it's because you would know that you put a lot of thought in your mm-hmm. words like it's not that I'm saying that I'm not putting <laughs> whenever I'm writing but but you know now that you told me about your process now uh-huh. I understand yeah. why it has that impact on me when you write your song you you start off with the melody yes that's what I usually do and I put it on my Whoa. voice recordings and then once I have the melody I find the chords and then the lyrics come last <laughs> is that weird <laughs> yeah that I think that's difficult what You start off humming. Yes. Is that how? Wow. <laughs> just like one of those um, musical characters that just burst into song yeah. every time you. <laughs> wow. But you know the feeling when you when when you're doing something really ordinary and then yeah, um, you just think of a certain tune that you feel could be a potential song. Yeah. And then I just hit record right away, and I think that's also that's also part of 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 building up just those ideas and like getting yeah. them on a jetpack you know they can just fly away and and be heard <laughs> yeah i love the imagery <laughs> i remember snow white when she was doing her chores right well, that's not, you know, so. 
<laughs> or Cinderella. God, all of those Disney princesses are doing are doing chores while singing. Like, do you remember yeah. Giselle from Enchanted, that happy working yes. song song? <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so I guess that's how it happens to you, right? You start off with a tune. And um, and and after that, I, I look for chords. And I know that you've uh, been part of, of, of the journey where uh, where I started with uh, learning guitar. And then and then I remember sharing with you yeah. how amazed I was with the instrument because it was so friendly. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I could just find anything from it. Yes. Like, encyclopedia. It's the Wikipedia of instruments. <laughs> of instruments. It also depends on what works with people. Like some people... Other instruments work better for them. Other instruments resonate more with with the uh, things that they want to create. Yeah. But with me, I really found it with guitar. What about uh, what about you? Mm -hmm. um, I know that you've been playing guitar ever since we were in high school, and you were so good at it. And you're like the OG guitarist girl. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say the same thing for for the present time, but I've heard people uh, say that the keyboard once you've learned the keyboard it becomes easier to learn guitar. Mm. Yeah, because for the, the keyboard, I think all the notes and the chords are just right in front of you. Yeah, you don't have to tune them. For the guitar, there's tuning and there's mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on the fingers, but then it's different for the keyboard. Oh, yeah. But it's interesting because from you, it's a different. I think the, the guitar opened up a lot of uh, worlds for you. I know. Because the, the experience is very positive. What about you? Did you start with keys as well? Or did you start with guitar? I took the guitar seriously, but I remember my late grandmother uh, teaching us the keyboard. Oh, bless her soul. She was the best. Yeah. So who's, who taught you guitar? It was a lot of different people. There were my my brother, my father, my even my mother also contributed to the Everybody <laughs> everyone in the in family, family knew how to play. Yes. I started with more than words. But only until before the verse. I get you. Intro voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was everyone else's first song. I know, right? For the classroom. Exactly. So, yeah, we, we learned we learned guitar through more than words. <laughs> Aside from bamboos masaya, either more than words or bamboos masaya. <laughs> because they have the same chord progression, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. Who was like your childhood hero in terms of music? Probably heroes. Probably you have uh, you have a lot. Maybe you can mention some. My grandmother taught me how to sing. Well, she was very strict, but at the same time, I learned a lot mm. from her. So every summer, we would visit her house, mm. and we would, aside from having the best peanut butter and and other snacks. It was also a time to learn how to sing. She would give us pieces. So as young as grade three, she already made me sing songs from Les Miserables. Wow. Yeah, she taught me how to sing uh, I Dreamed a Dream and On My Own. Mm -hmm. And even without understanding what the songs were all about, like even without the whole context of of the musical yeah i was forced to learn those songs because she would ask me okay have you learned uh, on my own and can you sing it now and we would sing it it would be like a recital at her house <laughs> so and when you didn't have a choice she's gonna be like you'll thank me later yeah that's true <laughs> 
that's true. <laughs> and we would try to put some variations into songs like uh, Fly Me to the Moon. I would sing it a different way. I would sing it the way City would sing it. And she would be like, uh, in Tagalog, she would say, it's not the way to do it. So I learned how to stick to how the song is sung in the original. She was really old school. Wow. Yeah. That discipline though. <laughs> so yeah. She made me learn the the original version of the song. That this was a very difficult, different experience because her younger sister was a jazz uh, jazz band vocalist. I could consider them both as my heroes. She they they gave me the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So I would hear my other Lola, Lola mommy's younger sister, Lola baby. I would hear her sing, and it would be a different experience. Ooh. She would. Uh, sing songs by Astrid Gilberto, hearing Girl from Ipanema. And it was an interesting, to say interesting would be an understatement. Yeah, just to loop in all of the listeners right now, yeah. um, Lola Mami is Hermi Uy. She was the one who wrote Miss Kita Kung Christmas. Oh. So she's a real legend. Yeah. And um, yeah, may she rest in peace. God, she was a huge influence to, to all of the people who are pursuing music right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, a lot of the local Dabo musicians would lovingly call her Lola Mami. And I learned this like just a few years ago when I realized that a popular musician in Davao actually asked me how I was related to Herminia, whom he also called Lola Mami or Tita Hermi. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. Is everybody's Davao Lola Mami. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. You know, um, so if you could like live inside someone one's mind for a day whose mind would it be oh my gosh whose mind i know it's like super random but yeah. i feel like you'll have a good answer to this if i could live in someone's mind i would probably choose my husband's mind why is that i'm curious because my husband sees a lot of things that i don't see like he anticipates needs he anticipates uh, solutions to problems i didn't even advance yes advanced. <laughs> super advanced <laughs> and then he ends up being right about these things that he anticipated so he's got the gift of foresight that's true it would be uh, a treat to see the world through his eyes and maybe understand the world a bit better you know I, i'm mo- i'm usually the kind of person who just takes things as they are when they come mm. but then mm-hmm. i guess it would also be uh, good for me to see things before they even happen and anticipate them in a way and perhaps prepare for them because I anticipated them. Like, I knew you were coming. That's why I had my key light on. Yes. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> and your husband is also such a sweet drummer. He's like so good. Yes. Uh, we met through philosophy, which is the other part of my world. Oh, right, uh, right. He was a seminarian and he cross-enrolled at our university and we became classmates in metaphysics. <laughs> Ain't nothing physicser than metaphysics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> it's beyond. Yeah. So that's how you... Yeah. How did you know that he was also a musician? Like, how did you find out? We visited the prayer house where he served at the community. And I, and I saw that there was a drum set 
that's how I learned that he played the drums. That he was not just a a drummer, but he was actually a mm-hmm. music major in college. Yes, that's right. And um, now you two have a band together, and you'll also have your music up on Spotify. And I'm so proud of you both. Thank you so much. Yeah, we uh, a way for us to bond. You know, to deepen our relationship. Music is one opportunity, one way that really brought us together. Um, with that, uh, with that music that music. that you two made. Um, you're the main songwriter, and then he's the one who arranges the stuff. Am I right? Yes. When I finish a song, I let him listen listen to the song, and then he gives input to how uh, the song can be better, how can, how the song can be improved. Like he says mm. things like you can prolong this part, or you can add a verse to this part add a or he even suggests mm. some melodic lines for me mm. what's great about my husband is that he knows a lot of people who can help us out so an example is you know uh, Rickson Ruiz in Manila oh yeah yeah that was great he was the one who produced Takip Silim right yes and conversation started oh he, he was also the one who who did that nice yes, oh, can you yes. tell people uh, what your spotify handles are or facebook page for you and dale so that they can listen to your music whenever they want yeah uh on spotify we are Dwayne and dale and we have three songs there uh conversation starter takip silim and afterthought uh conversation starter and takip silim were both produced by rickson while afterthought was produced by limuel de la raiz who's our friend in I think I know Lim yes, well. <laughs> that was him. him. Good job, yes. man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's also uh, getting into music production now. He's working with his friends and they're, I think they're making waves in the Soxar Gen region. Oh, that's nice. Did he move there recently? No, he he's actually from there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Going back to his roots. That's nice. Yeah. What other experiences have you had that sparked your creativity? And, you know, how did these experiences fuel your will to create? Like, what things made you feel like, hey, I should make something out of this. I think this is worth uh, worth making something out of or worth listening to. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do my magic. Yeah, I like that question. Uh, it's actually part of the description that I wrote in our Spotify page where we create or I create art in ordinariness. There are, there's a range, a whole range of experiences that become a source for wow. my songwriting. Apart from songwriting, just, you know, the, the writing in itself, it's not, it, it, which doesn't have to be turned into a song. Yes. So there was the, um, um, a concrete experience would be how Takip Silim came about. So Dale and I were on our way to just buy Lechon Manok outside the condo where we live. He told me to look at the sunset because it was, it happened to be majestic at the time. A majestic sunset in okay. Paranaque City. That's almost impossible, right? I mean, you don't hear of, of great sunsets when you're just in the, in Metro Manila, mm. unless you're beside Manila Bay. But so we were there. It was a beautiful sunset approaching dusk and I took a picture of it. And then when we got home, I wrote the verse to Takip Silim. That's not a very special experience, but as for turning it into something creative or creating something out of it, something that happens to me. It's not easy to explain, but I guess the main takeaway that I can share from the experience is that in order to be creative, one doesn't have to look very far. Yeah. There are everyday experiences and even a conversation, even one line or one smile from someone else 
whether you, you know the person or you don't know the person. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity if the person simply uh, bothers to look more deeply into the experience. That's right. So is it safe to assume that you don't ever get creative block or do you still get it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I still get creative block. How do you deal with it? Uh, I, I, I just give myself time. Yeah, I do things that are not necessarily creative like watch tv shows or uh eat the thing about me right now is that i'm doing something academic so i'm writing my dissertation mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm writing all of these songs so my advisor told me if you can write these songs then of course you can write your dissertation so what's happening to me at present is that the creativity is sort of a push for me to take my academic writing more seriously. But in reality, sometimes the creative things I do distract me or in a more positive sense, mm. instead of just distraction, uh, distracting me, I think they, they help me convince myself that I can still write. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> But, Especially yeah. when you're trying to complete a task, yes. like I can get through this. I was able to finish that song and I was able to find that darn chord that I was looking for. Yes. So how could this be any harder? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm struggling with a paragraph. If I can write a whole song, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going through. And my advisor said, you just think of it this way, Dwayne. That's just prose. When you can write poetry, that's just prose. But, you know, the, the thing about us when we're into art making is that the art making in itself doesn't take as much thought mm. as academic things, right? We can do art making for an entire day and not feel the, not feel the fatigue that we get from writing academic things for just 30 minutes. <laughs> I know, right? So what was creative life like when COVID happened? What was that for you and Dale? Interestingly for us, that was when the creativity started flowing. Yeah, the creative juices started flowing. Maybe because we had the time to sit down and do songwriting or be creative. Awesome. It was the time when I couldn't go out, when he would go out, because all we have is a motorcycle and at the time back ride wasn't allowed back riding wasn't allowed mm -hmm. and we didn't dare buy a barrier because it was it was dangerous exactly while i was home i was talking to you <laughs> and that one conversation about writing a song or going back to songwriting pushed me to yeah take it more seriously and oh, that means a lot thank you the pandemic actually pushed us to stare creativity right in the face and say okay we can do this i know right like like i got this like you ain't got nothing on me <laughs> yeah um you know making art also has its fun parts and also the not so fun parts so i just wanted to ask you like what's your most favorite part of the process of making your art or making your songs and what's your least favorite i can't pinpoint to a particular uh part that's the same for all of the songs I, I've written. But I guess it's that part when there's this expression that I really want to place in as part of the lyrics and then mm -hmm. it just fits. Mm, that's right. That's my favorite part. Yes, it's, it's a pasok sa banga moment. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
for example, in Conversation Starter, the chorus uh, is a phrase that I took from a movie line where Hugh Grant in The Gentleman says something like, uh, you can't assume or derive a climax from the sum of, it, of its parts. And I was like, can I write a song out of that? And then I placed that in the chorus and it succeeded. Yes. So that's my favorite part. My least favorite part would be the struggle to figure out how to put it in its place. That lyric that I really, the expression that I really like. So the struggle of getting there is something I don't particularly enjoy. But when it does happen, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's when the the pleasure kicks in. Yes, exactly. Like when you when you struggle sometimes in in writing uh, some lyrics that you want to put inside the song, but you just don't know which part to put it. And then the, you just leave it on your notepad and then go back to it again. Probably this will fit another song. <laughs> some other time. <laughs> some other time. Let's just p- put a pin on it for yeah. now. <laughs> I can relate to that a lot. I have uh, notes on my phone. I don't have a notepad, but... I have notes on my phone and some notes have been there. Some lyric to bees have been here since like two <laughs> years. I love that. <laughs> like the, the the bride that never got married. The lyric yes. to bees. <laughs> yeah. So um, with all of these um, uh, creativity flowing out of you, um, what do you think is your purpose? What is your purpose like in completing your songs, in sharing them with the world? Like, what is your why? Why do you do what you do? I don't have an answer to the over the ultimate why, but there's a why for each song. So for instance, in Conversation Starter, the why was to to articulate the experience of always starting out and not being afraid to start out to strike a conversation even if the the response isn't always reciprocated if if the person you're trying to pursue not necessarily romantically but the person you're trying to get to know better doesn't always reciprocate it so i wanted to to articulate that experience so that was the why for conversation starter takip silim was Takip Silim's why was to express the beauty of a sun that's about to go. And yeah, so there are whys for each song. But I guess as an artist, perhaps a a why that I'm still working out would be to create because, simply because I can. It took a while for me to believe that, you know, that I could create art, that I am an artist. I used to think I was just someone that I, that could sing on key and pronounce words well. Wow. Yeah, I had that face. So it took a lot, a long time and a lot of convincing experiences for me to believe that I could. So now my why... That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. So now my why is to create because... Because I know I can. And that breakthrough, though, like when you finally said yes to yourself, when you gave yourself permission that I can. Yeah, it's true. That's true. And congratulations for having Thank that. Thank you. So it's it, it also takes a lot of work to keep, you know, the, the fire burning. Yeah. And for the record, I always thought of you as an artist, just letting you know, even when you didn't feel like one. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> that you've already completed um, with all of the songs that you made what was your favorite? So far with the three songs that are out on Spotify my favorite is still the first one Conversation Starter because I think I was able to put so much of myself in the song like love for words is there so there are so many words in the song mm. and the the element of the experience that I'm trying to capture that I tried to capture 
uh, I think I was able to place them there. It's my favorite so far. I I love to I love listening to it. Uh, well, I love listening to the other two, but yeah, when when conversation starter comes on, it's like I'm proudest of yeah of being the one yes, who wrote yes. it. Like proud mom moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like I, I ain't skipping this. <laughs> like a mother hen moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got that expression from you. That mother hen moment. <laughs> It's exactly how I feel about conversation started. To the melody, whenever it it comes on, I have this feeling that the song is so me. Mm, you identify with it the most. Mm, so far, mm. it's the most me. The song that I feel most myself with. Do you have those songs too? Like, do you have a, a song that you most resonate with? Is it weird that I have that feeling about that certain song, but I haven't released it yet? So it's still in the works. Ooh, wow. <laughs> but you will know soon Ooh. enough which song it is. Okay, yay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, because I was also in the middle of recording the EP, but I got sick last October, remember? So it was yeah, put yes. to a pause. But hopefully, um, yeah, truly, I believe in 2022, oh, yeah. I'll be yes. able to, to, to complete the whole, uh, the whole package, the whole entourage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yay. And I'm I'm so excited too for for some new music coming from you. Are you planning on uh, releasing more stuff this year? Uh, yeah. Just yesterday we recorded the song for the friend who wrote the, the poem for her oh. uh, fiance, and uh, we're, I think I don't think we're supposed to release it until the wedding day. They've gotten married. So oh yeah, yeah. We don't want to jinx it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the latest project. Like, it'll be on your page. That's yeah, awesome. I'll, be, I'll be letting her know, too. Oh, what, what a pleasant surprise. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, where do you see yourself um, in music 10 years from now? Or even in writing, you know, um, creative-wise? Years from now, I see myself... Oh, my God, I'm not really a goal person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, there are people who can you know, set specific goals. Oh, but and... you wrote that class prophecy for <laughs> us, like every graduation. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, I'm not a goal person. <laughs> Things just happen to me. And then I decide. I, I think generally speaking, I just see myself writing more and maybe releasing more if if there are opportunities to do so. So I, to phrase it as a statement, I don't see myself stopping. That's that's a really great answer, actually. Really? Consistency is key. And anyway, um, can you invite people again to to follow you guys on, on Spotify, on Facebook, everywhere, all your socials? Um, give this give it to them now. <laughs> we are on Spotify, we are Dwayne and Dale. We don't have a Facebook page as Dwayne and Dale, but we do have a Facebook page as Travelers. So on Facebook, we are Gravy with Punch. Gravy because I used to be Gravador and Punch because he's Pancho. There on Gravy with Punch, we don't, we're not publicizing the music specifically, but we're sharing our travels as a as a riding couple, whether. Yeah, yeah, whether in the Zon or in Visayas or in Mindanao. So it's really all over the Philippines. So that's also exciting. It's travel goals. Yeah, travel yes. goals. So if you like traveling and the if you like the sea, if you like mountains, there yeah, the the videos on Grady with Punch are for you. But on the other hand, if you're into music and if you'd like to hear 
more of our stuff. Again, you're Dwayne and Dale on Spotify. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I really appreciate Aww. your time. And, uh, you know, you are like one of the best people who always give me, always give me really good creative advice. And every time I feel like I'm lost, you know that I can always count on you and just means a lot to me. And, and it means a lot as well to like all of the other people who also want to be musicians, who want to pursue music because um, when they know that you're doing what you're doing, they also, they will also believe that they can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, you know, that's such an honor to hear it from you, knowing that you've been uh, writing music for longer than I have. I'm a, I'm, I'm a newbie to this. And, and I will always go back to that conversation that we had, you know, that give me that internal push to pursue uh, this creative life. So if you're telling me that I'm I'm inspiring people by what I do, but I'm going to tell you the same thing. Aww. You've inspired me to do it for myself. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're sweet. Thank you so much. And you have a good one. Yeah, you too. This is Aubrey, and you're listening to It's All Material. New episode every Thursday at 7 p.m.